Make His Name Known is a ministry that exists to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our mission is to make known the authority and supremacy of Jesus Christ in all things to all peoples, exalting the name of Jesus Christ through expositional preaching, teaching, evangelism, and media content. Be edified by sermons, podcasts, videos, and more. Subscribe to our content and help us spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? Well, welcome everybody, and this is the Make His Name Known podcast. Uh, my name is Kevin, and I'm with... I'm Jerry Duckworth from Grace Baptist West Asheville. Yeah, we're glad to have him today. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, his testimony, how God saved him and transformed his life. And then ultimately, uh, he wrote a book uh, that we're going to talk about uh, this evening. So I'm excited to, to hear from Jerry, your testimony. Um, uh, I read this book, uh, I think it was about a week or two ago. I uh, saw you, uh, it went up on Amazon, so people can get it on Amazon, correct? Yes, sir. Is there any place else that they can get it? I can uh, t put the link in my Facebook, but that's okay. about it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, good deal. So um, once you guys to check this book out, we're going to talk about it to, uh, this evening. And uh, it's 37 pages. Yes, sir. 37 so like, pages. So anybody can read it, right? Right. It's quick. Yeah. That's why I wrote <laughs> yeah. it. So anybody can read it. People like me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you can uh, you can read it like on your lunch break. I mean, it's, it's so fast. Um, and so I highly recommend this book, but, uh, we want to talk about your te testimony. So, uh, we'll kick it right off and, uh, just, uh, share with uh, sh us your testimony. All right. First, I want to, I want to thank you for having me on here. It's a Absolutely. blessing and an honor, but, um, the Lord saved me from a really, really dark place. Um, I'll start at the beginning when I was younger, I grew up in a, a Christian home mm -hmm. and my parents took me to church all the time. Um, around probably the age of 12, I said the sinner's prayer, asked Jesus into my heart, all that good stuff. Um, I was baptized. Well, then by around, you know, 13 or 14, um, I needed it. To, again, I asked Jesus into my heart again, said the sinner's prayer again, baptized again. I mean, by the time I was in high school, I'd probably been baptized four or five times. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Um, and this whole time, there was no change in my life. And by the time I'd gotten into high school, I just completely went astray. Mm -hmm. um, eventually got on drugs, um, ended up being on drugs for about 10 years, in and out of prison during those 10 years, and in and out of jail. I was probably in jail more than I was out of jail. Mm -hmm. and um, But the whole time, I'm sitting there thinking I, I was saved because mm -hmm. one one time in my life I asked Jesus into my heart mm -hmm. and you know they told me if I do that I'll be saved mm -hmm. so here I am shooting shooting up dope mm -hmm. selling dope stealing from my mama mm -hmm. stealing from everybody I can thinking I'm bored again well finally I'm thrown into jail this last time and I get into a, a fight with somebody I'm trying to steal his food I had my own food but he had some candy so I wanted to steal his candy mm -hmm. and end up getting thrown in the isolation cell and this guy's he has to go to the hospital and get stitches because slammed his head off the bars mm -hmm. well as i'm 
going into this this jail cell, I'm screaming crazy stuff. I'm the devil. I'll kill you. Things like this, just because I wanted to intimidate the other prisoners. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to know that I wasn't to be toyed with. Well, when I when I get in there, I have nothing, and it's getting close to Christmas time. So they give me a shower one day, so I have to walk past the block that I was previously in. And I'm asking my friends, I'm like, guys, throw me some stuff. I don't have any food. I have no nothing to, to drink, really, except for the water out of the little sink. I don't have anything to write on. So they start sliding me stuff. And in slid this book called Steps to Christ. And I thought to myself, great. Out of all things you could give me to read, you give me this. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I needed it. Again, I thought I was saved. Mm-hmm. Um, well, as I read it, I started reading on repentance. And Jesus said things like, you know, if you don't, it's better to pluck your eye out and go to heaven with one eye than to, to, to hell with, with two. Mm-hmm. It's better if, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Mm-hmm. It's better to go to heaven with one hand than it is the hell with two. And I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But that struck me because I realized I never repented like that. Mm-hmm. It was always, I want to get out of hell free ticket and then I'm going to go do my thing. Mm-hmm. So I realized at that moment that I was lost and one of the guards eventually came by and I knew he was a Christian and I, I just finally admitted I was lost and did like the guy in Acts and said, what must I do to be saved? And Right there, I repented and believed the gospel, and my life has been transformed. Mm-hmm. Amen. Now, that book, Steps to Christ, was written by Ellen White, a Seventh-day Adventist uh, mm-hmm. woman. And so there was some good stuff in there. Obviously, there was scripture in there, but there was also bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what inspired me to write this book, mm-hmm. because... I didn't want people to be led astray by the bad stuff that was in those books. Mm-hmm. And another thing that inspired me to write this book is as I'm in jail and I'm, I'm, I know Jesus for the first time and I'm getting to, to know him in the scriptures and I'm studying the scriptures, everyone around me is saying they're born again, they're saved. Mm-hmm. And they're all cussing like crazy. Mm-hmm. They're snorting their medicine off the tables Mm -hmm. they're fighting with one another not living like christians are supposed to live and they're all telling me oh don't worry you're you're gonna be back just like the rest of us Mm. and that broke my heart because i knew that i had something that they didn't have Mm -hmm. then the chaplains would come in and these guys would come in off the streets and they would tell these people oh well if you'll give your life to jesus then He'll he'll get you out of jail. He could. Mm. You you get, you're looking at ten years. Oh well, give your life to Christ, and you won't have to do these ten years. Mm. So these are the promises that are being made to these guys, and then other guys come in and they're like, "Okay, I want everyone to repeat after me," and he he does the the sinner's prayer. Twenty, thirty people maybe saying it at a time. Looks like a huge, amazing move of God, and the guy walks out fulfilled feeling like he's done something amazing like he's seen god move but i had to stay there i witnessed the truth of that and Mm -hmm. there was only maybe one guy out of that whole group of 30 who was truly converted at that time Mm -hmm. um they just went back to to living how how they lived before and there was Mm -hmm. no change no 
no change in their nature, no transformation. And that broke my heart. And then I got out and I looked around the churches and the same thing was being taught and it broke my heart. So I just wanted to write this book to give an, an explanation of what the gospel is because so many people don't know the gospel and my goal now is to to get this book in every rehab and every prison that I can and really in the hands of anyone I can mm -hmm. because the gospel is for everybody for the ethnos all the nations and mm -hmm. so that's my goal is to get this book out there so that people can know the true gospel and not just what they've been told amen amen that's powerful now realistically that's the first time I've ever heard the more detailed testimony so that that was the first time and and wow what that's powerful and now I see why you wrote this book now I see uh, you're so definitive in um, in what uh, the true gospel is right and we know that there is a gospel another gospel it's not even a gospel at all it's not right. good news um, it's a it's a false gospel and it's a uh, a gospel that does not talk about repentance right and it's this uh, everyone pray a prayer right and uh, admit believe confess right and then and then you know just ask them ask Jesus to come in your heart and then you're safe because you prayed that prayer mark it down in your Bible you know right, have, have the pastor yeah. sign it or something like that and then if anyone ever asks you about your about your life and about the things that you're doing just say well I, I was on January 16th in this day I uh, I prayed the prayer and the pastor signed it so I'm saved right, right. and the fact of the matter is no that's that's a false gospel um and what you said was that you were you were in there where people were they were professing believers right but they were living in sin and it was their habit right it was the the practice of their life exactly. correct and for you god transformed your life god saved you and when god really saved you you didn't want to keep doing the things that led you into jail right you 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 hated your sin correct yeah i, I would say the my the Bible verse that that would describe what happened to me is Ezekiel thirty six twenty five mm -hmm. to twenty seven. It talks about He'll take out our heart of stone and give us a a heart of flesh. He mm -hmm. will put His Spirit within us and cause us to walk in His ways. Before I knew right and wrong, I would even feel bad about doing wrong. I hated going into my mother's purse and stealing her money. I felt so awful. Mm -hmm. But that's because I'm made in the image of God, mm -hmm. and I have a conscience. Yep. But that's not that's not the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. When I was born again, now I don't only, you know, feel bad about doing bad things. I hate that type of stuff, mm -hmm. and I have a desire to glorify God for mm -hmm. giving me eternal life. Right. And now you have the power to not do those things. Right. right. To do the things that we know are sin, but the power to turn from it and do what's right. Right, right to like you said uh to cut off you know like jesus said to to cut off something from your life if it causes you to sin be willing to do that and to live righteously yeah and uh you know romans talks about that uh where we're to um to put the death right uh sin in us right we're to turn away from it not live according to the flesh but according to the spirit right. and um and that is evidence of a new life right because before that uh, we had a conscience. We knew what was right or wrong. The law was written on our hearts, right? right. But now uh, we have a desire to uphold the law. We have a desire to live according to the law. The law is good. Right. And and so while just like Paul talks about this in, in Romans 7, how you know now we, 
we live, we're living in the flesh, right? We, we live still living in this body, but now we have the Spirit of God living in us, which is uh, we, we desire to do His will, but sometimes we do do, right? right. Things that we shouldn't. And so um, I, think which, I think let's explain this. So what you're saying is Christians do sin still, right? Oh, certainly. Romans yes. 7, Paul's like saying even he still battles with the flesh. He even puts it this way. Who shall separate me from this body of death? Exactly. It's like back back in those days, if you committed a very heinous sin like murder or rape or something like that, um, the 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 person you killed, their corpse would be strapped to you. Yes. And as their body um, decomposes, your body begins to decompose as well. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is being in the flesh. There, there's this this body, this corpse. We're still carrying around, yes. so to speak. But the beautiful thing is, is who the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen. And um, I believe Corinthians says, you know, when we've been tempted, God's made a way out for us. Yes. So we have a choice whether we want to give in to that old man mm-hmm. or to walk in his ways. Yes. Yeah, I, I've used that illustration as well. And, um, man, that's so powerful. Um, man, that's good. I'm liking Jerry more and more as I talk to you. <laughs> Praise God for you, and um, and so how God's working in your life. And so uh, we read the scripture to start off, and it says, "Take up your well." My Bible says, "Take up your cross and, and follow Jesus." And it says, "And He said to all, if anyone would come after Me, let him deny himself, right? Take up his cross daily, right? This is not just a one-time deal, right? He says daily and follow Me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for My sake will save it." For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? So, I mean, that's what we're talking about here. This is this is what God has done when you 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 started to follow Jesus, right? So explain explain that conversion because we talked about this before we went live um, about how it's it's God who made you alive, correct? Right. And uh, we talk about this in Ephesians two, how we were dead in our trespasses and sins, right? And we were walking according to our passions and desires. We were following the world and we were following the devil. But God's grace, uh, undeserved privilege, right, is what I always say. Grace is undeserved privilege. And uh, He saved you by His grace when you heard the gospel, right? Right. The true gospel. Yeah, certainly. Um, We were dead in our trespasses and sins. That much is is obvious when you would look at my life. Um, Mm -hmm. You can Google my name. Right now, and sadly, you're going to see tons of mugshots pop mm-hmm. up. I say sadly, but also it's a beautiful thing because it shows God's grace because right by that is a picture of me uh, preaching, I believe, and, and a picture of my book. Yep. So anybody who Googles my name can see that. But mm-hmm. yeah, we, I was dead in my sin. The Bible says I was at enmity with God, mm-hmm. which certainly I was. I remember times where, and not everybody has this obvious, I'm at enmity with God. Right. But I did. I would mm-hmm. shake my fist at God. I would mm-hmm. yell at God, come down and fight me, all of this craziness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was at enmity with God. Other people, though, are at enmity with God internally. Mm-hmm. Externally, they may conform to uh, more, the moral ethics of the Christian church, mm-hmm. yep. but internally, they're at war with God. And when when the general call is given whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy who's dead in his trespasses and sins, he's slumped. I'm yelling at him, hey, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. He's not moving. Yep. And they're at enmity with God. Mm-hmm. So 
anytime I heard somebody say, trust in Jesus, repent and believe the gospel, mm-hmm. I'm at war with that. I'm not surrendering to Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I may would give a profession with my mouth, but I'm, right after this, I'm going and I'm, I'm getting drunk. Right. And so that's, that's the problem. That's the human condition. It's the radical depravity of man. But it says God made us alive with, mm-hmm. in, with Christ. And in Peter, it says God caused us to be born again. Yep. It wasn't an act of human volition like, oh, suddenly I'm going to decide to mm-hmm. raise myself from death to life. Right. No, it's mm-hmm. it's God grants me the gift of repentance and faith. Mm-hmm. He gives me that new heart, causes me to walk in His ways, and then I do repent and believe in the gospel. Amen. And it's all yeah. all to His glory. Amen. Soli Deo Gloria. Amen. Perfectly put. Oh, that's so great. And so um, let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, we were talking about this before we went live, uh, Romans uh, Romans 10 and 9, where it says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Because in your section of the book here, and I don't think I've, I gave you guys the name of the book, but it's called From Darkness to Light. And, and in this part here, you're talking about uh, repentance. And you talk about, um, let's see if I can quote it here, to, to repent means to turn from your sin and surrender ourselves to God. Romans 10.9 says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. I want you to notice the declaration of Jesus being Lord. This is a personal declaration of surrender, saying the lordship of my life is no longer mine, but his. This declaration isn't necessarily a vocal statement, however it can be, so much as, so much at, I'm sorry, as it is a decision to take up one's cross and follow Jesus. And that leads us into Luke uh, nine, what we read before, and so talk about that. Talk about that um, that confession of faith, um, Romans ten nine, and some some difficulties uh, that there is with that. So I specifically, um, strategically placed that in there because Romans ten ten nine is the the famous um, sinner's prayer passage. Mm-hmm. I remember being at one place preaching adamantly against the sinner's prayer. Mm-hmm. And the guy and, and saying, you know, repent and believe the gospel. That's what I'm going to tell you because that's what the Bible tells you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I told him if you could show me anywhere in the Bible that that they were said repeat this prayer after me or in Acts if they're like, all right, now everyone uh, raise your hand if you want to be saved or mm-hmm. repeat this prayer. I told him I, I quit preaching if mm-hmm. you can show me that. Mm-hmm. But after saying that, a guy came up and he quoted this specific passage and says, see, the sinner's prayer is biblical, guys. You know, we do need to repent and believe. He did say that at least, but he mm-hmm. said, you know, um, this is why we say the sinner's prayer. So I put that in there because I want people to understand what is really being said in that passage. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, believe in our heart. Mm-hmm. So there has to be that heart change like we was discussing, yep. Ezekiel 36, yep. 25 to 27. Um, and it also says to to profess, confess with our mouths that mm-hmm. Jesus is Lord. Now... Nowadays, we've made that mean something completely different than what it meant to the original audience. Yep. Um, back in those days, if, if let's say we were sitting here like we are now, um, and all of a sudden there's a knock on the door, and you know we look outside and there's some Roman soldiers and they're they're carrying um, this you know some incense and stuff, and we're to throw the the incense in there and say Caesar is Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, the the Christians, we would not we would not do that. We would right. say Jesus is Lord, mm-hmm. and they would kill us. Right. So, in Romans ten, 
when it says confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you will be saved, it's saying be willing to die. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. Yet we as modern day Western United States of America evangelicals have said, oh, this just means we ask Jesus into our heart. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Yep. And then when it says, you know, confess him as Lord. If you go to Luke 14, Jesus says, if you would follow me, you have to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would be my disciple, then you have to be willing to forsake all that you have. Yep. So basically, my bank account's no longer my bank account. It's Jesus's. Yep. My wife is no longer my wife. It's Christ's wife. Yep. And I'm going to live my life for him. Now, I'm not talking about work salvation. Mm-hmm. I have to say that immediately. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is when we are born again, when we're regenerated, mm-hmm. God causes us to walk in his ways. Yep. And we are a new creature in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Yep. That's my favorite Bible verse. Um, shortly after I got saved and I was reading through the Bible... And I stopped right there and I said, that's the one right there. Amen. Because that is, that's what happened to me. Like, I'm not the same. Uh, believe it or not, it's, it's uh, after God saved me, uh, me and my wife uh, went on a vacation. And we were at the beach. And I remember driving down the road saying, I think there's something wrong with me. And she was like, well, what's wrong? And I said, no, I, I, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> I'm not having a heart attack or anything like that. What I mean is, is that I, I'm not even thinking the same anymore. I just feel like, the way I think about the world, my life, and everything is not the way I used to think about things, yes. right? I once it's, was blind, but now I see. Yeah, Amen. I was blind, and now I see, and I have a completely different worldview, right? right. And I didn't, I didn't even know to call it a worldview at that time, right? And I, I, I feel like this, this can't be true, you know? But it is. Like, I'm, I'm, I am a new creation in Christ. And, um, and I realize that now, now who I am, um, the way that I'm living in, in the, the direction of my life, there are people in my life that are not going to like me anymore, right? Uh, there are people in my life that are, I've already noticed this, that uh, at that time that they were offended that I loved Jesus and talked about him all the time and were sharing my testimony with them. And, um, but I said, but even if, they, even if they hate me because of it or turn away, I'm not going to deny him because he really has saved me. He's really yeah. forgiven me. And, um, and that was like my honest just confession that I'm not the same. And it wasn't in front of people to, to impress them. It was me and my wife driving in the car. And, uh, you know, my wife, I don't know if you know my wife's testimony, but she was saved two years after that. But she thought, I think I told you this on the phone, she thought she was saved at 13 because she said the sinner's prayer. Uh, but she lived in open rebellion. Um, one thing that we admit that we weren't married. So we met when we were 19, but we did not get married until God saved me. Right. We didn't. So after God saved me, because I was living, I'm like, I'm the boss of my life. Right. I'm not going to get married. It's just a piece of paper. Then God saved me and he convicted me that I was wrong. And I said, we have to get married. We must get married. It's it's what God wants us. We have to do it. We have to repent. And I had no desire ever to do that. I knew it was wrong. Right. But never, never had the desire to truly do it. Right. And so God transformed my life as well. And um, and I, I give all the glory to him. And in uh, the praise, and so, um, how much time do we get? We're, I feel like we've covered like a whole bunch, but we've been going for twenty three minutes, which is not a bad, th- not a bad thing. It's just scripture after scripture after scripture. So they're gonna yeah. have to go back 
and do a little bit of research and yeah. marking in their Bibles, but that's yeah, good. we've been we've been sharing a lot of scripture, and so that's one of the things uh, that we we want to do with Make His Name Known. This is probably our fourth podcast uh, that we've uh, that we've done, and we're learning all of this um, video camera. Uh, you're actually on our. This is my iPhone that we're on right now. And then we have this other camera. But the first two videos we did, after we figured out how to do lighting a little better with this light right here, I mean, the first two videos were like pink. And I didn't even realize it. And we did these two videos. And I said, honey, I was talking to my wife. I said, honey, I said, we were pink in that video. <laughs> and uh, I was like, it's fine. We'll just keep on going, right? And uh, But one of the things we wanted to do with this podcast was to, was scripture was going to be the foundation of it. And we're going to start with scripture. And the goal of it was the Great Commission, right? We're going to make his name known. We were going to uh, proclaim the gospel, the true gospel. And um, we were going to uh, give people uh, gospel-rich content, right? Uh, The word of God, the truth from scripture. And we were going to, we wanted it to be edifying, right? We wanted people to be uh, edified by it. And and, uh, I just thank God for you. Like, I really do. I mean that. I just met you. uh, But I just praise God for what he's doing in your life and and, uh, you know, when people go online, I just think about how you said they're going to go online, they're going to see some mug shots. But here's the thing, truthfully and honestly, um, you might have mug shots, but I should have had mug shots. Right. And I think if everyone is honest with themselves, right, let's come on, let's be honest. If everyone is honest with themselves, they probably at some point in time, if you're old enough, probably need a mug shot as well. Right? right. Because the Bible tells us that we're all sinners and falling short of the glory of God. So before God, right, every one of us has broken God's law correct? Right. Right. And, and so you know where I'm going with this, right? You understand. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to share the gospel with whoever's watching. Would you do that? Certainly. Yeah. So when sharing the gospel, I always love to start with who is God? Mm -hmm. Um, God is the creator and sustainer of all things. He's the the reason that we exist. Um, Next, we want to look at God's attributes, like who is the, the, um, personage of God mm-hmm. per se um, God is holy so he cannot allow sin into his heaven because he mm-hmm. is holy he, he will not um, be acquainted with sin so to speak um, God is also just mm-hmm. because of this he righteously hates sin he must punish sin like a good judge would um, you know I've been in the courtroom many times and uh, one time I was in there for attempted robbery with a deadly weapon. Well, what if the judge that day just said, I'm feeling merciful. I'm going to let you off the hook. Well, the guy who I robbed, they would be going off. Mm-hmm. And righteously so, because that would be corrupt. That would be yep. wicked. And we expect a human judge to judge righteously. Yet we expect the great holy God of the universe to judge unjustly. And he will not do that because he is just and he will punish sin. The Bible says he will not let any any sin go unpunished. Yes. So that that then God is also love though. Mm-hmm. And he desires that all men will be saved and come to repentance. And so now there's a dilemma. There's a dilemma here because of who we are. We're sinners. Mm -hmm. And we've fallen short of the glory of God. We're at enmity with God. We've rejected Him and His law time and time again. And Psalm 711 says that God is angry with the wicked every day. Mm -hmm. And that He 
Psalm 5, 5, I would encourage the, the people at home to read that sometime. Mm-hmm. God has a hatred for sin and the sinner yeah. in some type of sense, but he also has a love for us in some type of sense. So there's that dilemma. Mm-hmm. God wants to forgive us, but he has to punish us yeah. because of who his character is. That's when Jesus comes in. Truly God and, and truly man, truly God so that his sacrifice would be of infinite value and truly man so that he could represent us. You know, Jesus had to reconcile us to God and uh, someone reconciling two people must equally represent both halves. That's Jesus. That's mm-hmm. the hypostatic union, yep. the, the God man. Yep. Christ Jesus came and lived the perfect life that we could not. And he went to the cross and on the cross, something beautiful happened. The sin of all those who, who trust in Christ were imputed to him. Mm-hmm. And that means placed upon him. And and on the cross, um, Isaiah 53 says that God the Father poured out his righteous anger and his wrath on the Son. Yes. And Jesus took that wrath on our behalf. The punishment that we deserve, he swallowed up. And But that's not the end of it. Mm-hmm. That's the beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, three days later, after dying the death that we deserve, he rose from the grave. And that's showing that God accepted that sacrifice. Yes. And then he ascended at the right hand of, of God the Father, mm-hmm. where he is seated as King of kings and Lord of lords. Mm-hmm. And he calls us unto himself. And if we will but repent and believe the gospel, that means we turn from our self-righteousness saying, I don't need Christ. Mm-hmm. I can do it myself. I don't need Christ to earn my way to heaven. I can earn my way to heaven. Um Turn from that self-righteousness. Turn from your your wickedness and surrender your life to Christ and put your faith in Christ's sacrifice on the cross saying that, that I trust in Christ alone and not my works. Now, the beautiful thing is, is that imputation where, where our sins imputed to, to Christ, Jesus' perfect life is accredited to our account. It's imputed to us. Yes. Um, I love the way um, uh, Ray Comfort puts it. He says, we owe God an unpayable debt. Jesus paid the fine. Mm-hmm. But not just that. Jesus' merit is accredited to our account. Mm-hmm. It would be like if I owed someone you know, a billion dollars, and then Bill Gates comes in with all his money. He's like, oh, it belongs to you now. Mm-hmm. That's how beautiful this is, but infinitely more so. Yep. And so I encourage uh, the listeners out there, I don't know where you're you're at in your life or your walk with, with Christ. I, I don't know if you have a relationship with him. You may be one of those people like me who made a profession of faith, but there was no true godly sorrow. Maybe there was only worldly sorrow where you're afraid of, of, of hell, but there was no godly sorrow where you were broken and God broke you because of your sin. And he... he, he where he causes you to hate your sin, that could be you. If that's you, I encourage you, surrender to Christ, repent, and believe the gospel. Amen. Amen. Well, amen to that, brother. Amen to that. Thank you for, for sharing the gospel, the true gospel. And uh, I hope you, you guys um, took what Jerry had just said very, very seriously. Um, everyone, I mean, I think... Uh, Everyone, uh, everyone, if you've been in church your entire life, 
It doesn't matter. Um, we're to examine ourselves to see if we're in the faith. Amen. Have we truly uh, confessed Him as Lord with our whole being, with all of our heart, and we're following Him, repenting of our sin daily? And um, thank you. Thank you for that. Wow, so powerful. Well, um, if you guys want to get the book, uh, it, how much is this? About $7 on so Amazon? On Amazon, it's six ninety five. Six ninety five. That won't set you back. A whole heck of a lot, right? That's like like a coffee, depending upon where you get coffee from, maybe too. Uh, but from darkness to light, and uh, Jerry Duckworth uh, wrote this, and this is the man right here that wrote it. And so, all glory to God, Amen. you know, for that transforming your life. Um, and so, we encourage you to watch that. And so, thank you guys for watching. Uh, we want to encourage you. Oh, yeah, yeah, give, give you a two yeah. Go ahead. Things real quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, two things. Number one, pray for us. Uh, we're trying to get this book into. Um, numerous jails and prisons. I have um, Christ Song Ministries requesting a thousand of them right now. Amen. Um, that's, it's going to be difficult to raise that much money. I'm going to try to um, just give it to them for the printing cost and the shipping. Um, so it'll be a little bit cheaper than $7 a piece. But, um, you know, it's still going to be very difficult to raise that money. So be praying for us. And if you would like to su support this ministry in any way, um, Send, send a check to Grace Baptist West Asheville. Um, this is a ministry of the church. I'm not solo out here. I'm a member of Grace Baptist West Asheville, and this is something that we're doing, trying to get the true gospel into the churches in the United States. And secondly, I wanted to, to say this. Uh, July, I think it's July 15th to 17th, we're having the yep. Equip and Go Conference mm -hmm. at Grace Baptist West Asheville. We have um, H.B. Charles coming, mm -hmm. great expositor, mm -hmm. amazing preacher, and we have uh, Jared C. Wilson coming. So I'm very excited about that, and I want to I want to invite everybody to come to that. Good deal, good deal, awesome. Um, yes, awesome. So make sure you get with that, and maybe we'll put some links in when I create this video and we post it. All right. Share those links with me, and we'll put it in the description of the video. So if you're watching this video. It'll be, the links will be in the description for everything he just told you and how you can support the ministry. And uh, we'll do that. Make sure they can just click it and make it easy for them. Right, and um, also go to makehisnamenown.com. Uh, sign up. Uh, click all access. Create a free account. Uh, you can see our live streams when we post them live. Or this video is pre-recorded because uh, we had things we had to do on Monday. Uh, but you'll be able to see it first, first time it gets posted. Uh, and we just thank you guys for joining us. The Bible tells us that God made me alive, that God granted me that faith to believe in Him, that He made me alive to actually have a desire to want God, to actually understand that I was a sinner against a righteous and holy God, and that I was condemned, and that I would be judged by Him. And the only way to be saved is to throw myself on the mercy of God and beg God to save me and believe the gospel. When we do that, we see ourselves doing it, but the Bible tells us it's God's gift to us. It's God's gift to us. And Jesus says, you, you can't even explain it. How is a person born again? The wind blows where it wishes and it goes wherever it wants to. So it is that everyone who is born of the Spirit of God. To sign up to be an Exalt Alliance member for free, go to makehisnamenown.com. Click All Access, create a free account, and enjoy live streams, videos, and you can also connect with other members in our members chat area.